This is Dave, and I'm here with Ethan, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2000-Inch Weird Al Podcast, episode 80-inch. On this week's episode, we chat with Transformers Hot Rod and RC, two members of the band, the Cybertronic Spree. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-Inch Weird Al Podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-Inch Weird Al Podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-Inch you don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. We finally made it to the 80s. To help celebrate the 80s and bring me back to my childhood, I put on my neon pink slap bracelet, I cut my hair into a mullet, and I'm wearing my parachute pants. Ah, the 80s, good times. Ethan, what were you doing in the 80s? Well, uh, I wasn't born yet, so nothing. You're wearing nothing? Well, good thing we're not a video podcast yet. <laughs> if you missed last week's episode, we spoke to Eric Andre Show head writer Dan Curry. And if you haven't watched the Eric Andre Show yet, you are missing out. I've been watching that nonstop catching up. It is so funny. <laughs> and if you don't have Hulu, you can always check out clips on YouTube. I'm so glad that you mentioned YouTube because our intern, Frank, he has been busy putting up every single one of our Inch episodes, including this one that you're listening to right now over on YouTube. If you missed an episode or just want to go back and listen to them all again, or you're just one of those people who listens to stuff on YouTube, head on over to youtube.2000inch.com and you can subscribe for free. Even though we just launched... We want to send a big thank you to our over 100 subscribers so far. I have faith that we will reach our goal of 2,000 subscribers in no time. Just this week, Weird Al posted some exciting news over on his Twitter account. Now, he is donating his time for an incredible charity called Homes for Our Troops. It's a national nonprofit organization that benefits veterans. And for their Veterans Day celebrity auction, you have a chance to win a half-hour Zoom call with Weird Al Yankovic. The auction runs from now through November 17th. You can check out all the items over at hfotusa.org. The Zoom call with Weird Al is already over $300. Do you think it's going to go for $2,000? I hope so. We'll have an update on next week's episode with the final result. On Sunday, we received some very sad news. The long-running, incredible host of Jeopardy, Alex Trebek, has passed away. Our condolences to Alex's family and friends. Now, obviously, Al has the song I Lost on Jeopardy from the Weird Al Yankovic in 3D album, which makes this extremely relevant to Weird Al fans, despite Al's song predating Alex Trebek as the host of Jeopardy. But Al's connection to Jeopardy and Alex Trebek goes even deeper. Merv Griffin, who created and produced Jeopardy, has said on record that Al's song helped revive the show back in 1984. While Al has never appeared on Jeopardy proper, back on March 20th, 2001, he was a contestant on the spin-off show Rock and Roll Jeopardy, which aired on VH1. Now, the show was not hosted by Alex Trebek. It was hosted by Jeff Probst, who, as of this recording, is still alive. On Al's episode, he won $2,500, and they played the I Lost on Jeopardy music video during the end credits. For the trivia portion of Al Fest back in 2009, Al performed an a cappella rendition of the iconic Final Jeopardy music. It's called Think, 
And back in 2005, he performed the accordion on a version of Think that was recorded for a Jeopardy! TV commercial. And for those of you who have seen Al in concert in the last decade, you know that Al frequently uses a clip from Jeopardy!, including Alex Trebek, in his introductions to White and Nerdy. Alex's list of film and television credits is quite extensive, and we're not going to try to make every single Al connection here. We're going to leave that for you to do back at home. But we did want to point out that he has a cameo in Spy Hard, which also stars Weird Al, namely singing the theme song. And on the Weird Al show, Alex Trebek made a cameo doing a commercial for the Know-It-All Correspondent School where you could take courses in molecular biology, aardvark training, belly button lint recycling, and more. While it wasn't mentioned in the commercial during the Weird Al Show episode, sources tell us that there's another occupation for the Know-It-All Correspondent School. Burrito burritoing, burrito burritos. This week's episode is brought to you in part by vegan Mexican restaurant Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York, home of the two-pound double-wrapped-in-a-quesadilla Burrito Burrito. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito, your Burrito Burrito. Find them at burritosquared.com and at burritosquared on Instagram. And remember, not every burrito is a Burrito Burrito Burrito. But every burrito, burrito, burrito can be burrito, burritoed. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. From all of us at Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, what is rest in peace, Alex? Our guests this week originally hail from the planet Cybertron, but currently call Canada their home. Dave and I are extremely excited to welcome the first non-human guests onto our podcast. They are two of the members of the Cybertronic Spree. Please welcome Hot Rod and RC. How's it going? What's up, Earth? And what's up to you as well? Thanks so much for having <laughs> us on your program. You Hello. Greetings. <laughs> it's so great to have you. Great to be here, wherever we are. We don't even know where we are. <laughs> Yes, of course. Now, Cybertronic Street is an incredible band. You guys are all Transformers. You do these amazing songs and covers. Can you just give us like a little history and a, a little explanation of the band for folks who are not familiar? Yeah, well, we are your rock stars in disguise, and we're a bunch of Autobots, Decepticons, and I guess un- unaffiliated mechanical monsters. We just came together <laughs> with the power of rock to melt your faces right off with uh, our live show, which pays tribute to Transformers the movie, among other sort of 80s standards and staples, but <laughs> just between us, we play whatever the hell we want, and we have a great time. <laughs> and, and for the purposes of tonight, people might be wondering why we're in a band with you know our enemies. Well, one of the common threads is obviously Weird Al. We all love Weird Al, so there you go. You know. that's how you get to be in the band. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter if you're Decepticons. I mean, I was going to say, you got Autobots and Decepticons in the same band. How does that work? Do you guys get along all the time, or is there fights constantly? Well, you know what? I think it's a good parallel to think. I mean, there is always fights. Always. Um, it's that, a band. It's a band, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it's a lot like uh, your planet, and you, you guys also have, like, you know, hey, even in America, you have Republicans and Democrats. Doesn't mean they can't do things together. Right. Yeah. So, um, we're just sort of like fighting the good fight. <laughs> now, you both are on vocals. Hot Rod, you play bass. RC, you're on synthesizers and keyboards. Where did you learn to play instruments, or is that just an inherent quality for beings of your type? No, it um, it was not inherent at all. There's no music on Cybertron uh, worth a damn. Uh, it, it all sounds <laughs> sort of like dial-up modem. Okay. Uh, every song. <laughs> every song. 
and if, if you saw our first show on earth you, you could probably tell that we hadn't played our instruments on, on cybertron before yes it was new so we, we had to learn everything <laughs> from scratch here uh which was really really challenging and i think it was the only the only reason we decided to remain a band because we were built for one night only uh wow. we thought we're gonna do rock show we're gonna pay tribute to some of the all-time greats from transformers the movie and then go our separate ways because again i'm not too many bands last you know playing with your enemies um but the show was such a success and we had such a great time uh we decided to keep going and the caveat i insisted on was that it couldn't suck anymore <laughs> when did you all come from cybertron to earth uh well i mean i guess back in 84 would probably be our first start yeah but as a band, as a band, we got here, what, in 2013? Yeah, we started playing music in 2013. I was kind of, you know, a bit down on my luck. I think Transformers in 2013, it kind of... It was not going well. Not so not so great for the, the G1 and the robot. So I was kind of living like a lot of musicians, you know, just kind of transformed in my car and, uh, yeah, you know, trying to find cheap parking. But I had this great idea of bringing the Transformers, the movie soundtrack to life you know, with a bunch of Transformers. And I thought that was a great idea. And I, I pitched it around and, you know, all the cool robots said no. Um, but uh, I'm going to ignore that comment. Yeah, no, that's my job. I'm, I'm just Ruby. But, uh, yeah, we got an incredibly talented pool of robots who actually answered the call. And uh, yeah, then we just combined with the power rock. It's amazing. You obviously spend a lot of time with Transformers 1986 soundtrack. Have you considered doing any of the Michael Bay film soundtracks? No. Yeah, that's an easy question. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> and you know why that is? I can answer this for you because there's no Weird Al on any of the Michael Bay soundtracks. That is correct. Yes, <laughs> to keep this thematically appropriate, that is the reason. <laughs> of course, that's the only reason. And you know, obviously, to to fans of Weird Al, to fans of Transformers, there's a lot in common. But obviously, the the main overlap is, of course, Dare to Be Stupid being in the film and on the soundtrack. Was that your first introduction to Weird Al? Was through Dare to Be Stupid? You know, interestingly enough, no. Weird Al is a phenomenon even outside your small planet so uh i think i think he was naturalized in in our auto bodies like yeah. since we were yeah <laughs> all just channeling that out weirdness <laughs> galaxy you know yeah. so, i mean that kind of stuff is rare um so yeah weird out pretty unique to us and uh so it wasn't the first time but it was definitely it was definitely it kicks it up a notch right in a way that yeah it's it's such a great scene. It's such a great use of the song. The absurdity and the artistry is just wonderful. So, uh, when we used to perform the song, we started playing the song. It was actually pretty intimidating. Um, and so, you know, we, we were still learning our instruments. And we had this great idea that we would um, incorporate uh, a Weird Al lookalike into the show to play <laughs> Weird Al for the night. And so all of the Weird Al's that you see in the video have been Weird Al on stage with us performing the song live uh, throughout our, our our run. Wow. And so, yeah, everyone, it was cool. It was sort of wow. like a, a hidden secret for the band uh, to kind of, you know, put our history into this video. 
Um, and so, yeah, we managed to track down every single owl that we had done a show with um, <laughs> who performed at Weird Al Yankovic and had them on in a cameo role. Um, and yeah, we here's here's the kicker, though. Are you ready? Yes. We didn't we didn't yeah. tell the owls that Weird Al was in the video. So they Whoa. didn't find out until <laughs> released the video. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, that was it was the best prank ever. I mean, okay, so our band is about really two things. Uh, well, maybe three. Weird Al Yankovic, because <laughs> we're on this podcast. <laughs> but uh, secrets and alcohol. <laughs> so yeah, on the secret side, we really go we go all out. And so yeah, none of our Weird Al's had any inkling that uh, we would be doing this, and uh, we had to keep the secret for. About a year. Over a year. Yeah. You filmed this back in 2019, I understand, correct? Yeah, the halcyon days of 2019 were... Yeah, the the Weird Al footage was actually filmed first. So the stuff we did with the Weird Al Yankovic, we filmed first, and that was last summer. Um, and then the stuff with our, our Weird Al lookalikes was filmed in the fall of 2019. And then later into the spring and into the pandemic as we tracked them down. The film actually changed quite a bit with uh, with all the, the COVID pandemic happening. Mm-hmm. It's definitely tempered a lot of what we wanted to do insofar as um, uh, inserting cameos and having more, <laughs> more people on yeah. set. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of, of the work you did, RC. I think it was really well directed. Yeah, and I, I don't know that we, we've addressed this in the interview, so I just want to put it out there that you guys very recently released, on Weird Al's birthday, a brand new music video for your cover of Dare to be Stupid, and it is really phenomenal. As a fan of you guys, and as a fan of Weird Al, it was just absolutely amazing with all the references and the awesome footage, and then, of course, as you mentioned, the actual cameo by Weird Al himself. Oh, thanks. Thank yeah, we had such a blast <laughs> making that video. <laughs> the, the best part was getting to watch Weird Al videos over and over again. <laughs> and just like, <laughs> that was really why we did this. Yeah, it's true. We had to do a lot of research because we wanted, we came up with the concept right away. That was the easy part. But then the hard part was trying to match sort of we kind of we thought of it almost like a retrospective of weird al's work and his Mm -hmm. legacy and then just trying to kind of find slices that thematically fit or that we could build jokes around um and to you know try and parody the parody king right wow hey parody (laughs) the king that's not (laughs) it I mean, I count no less than 14 different references to Weird Al music videos in your one Dare to be Stupid music video. So good job on that. I mean, you hit all of them, all the good ones. You hit White and Nerdy. You got Jurassic Park. I lost on Jeopardy. Fat. So many of the great classics in there. So what was uh, what of those? Which were some of your favorites to shoot? Definitely the Jurassic Park, because I just loved seeing a little claymation hot rod get gobbled up by a <laughs> That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, it, was, it was kind of nerve-wracking to animate because, you know, dexterous things and robots, well, it, it's a thing. It, it sucks. But, uh, yeah, we finally got that shot in, and it, was, it, it, looked, it looked great. Um, I, I really loved the, uh, the hernia. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Living with a hernia at 30. <laughs> and uh, that's actually our manager, uh, Sean Hatton. And he's uh, he's actually a big part of why this band exists. Uh, because, uh, well, I pitched the idea to him. He had a, a successful music night up in uh, Toronto, Canada, mm-hmm. uh, called Nerd Noise Night, which uh, takes place over Fan Expo weekend. And uh, he agreed to let the box on stage and basically, you know, give us this performance uh, with a, a large audience. And we, like I, you know, like we said earlier, we'd never really played our instruments before. So it's kind of like <laughs> he was making a lot on stage there. Uh, but funny enough, you know, having him in the role was really funny because he, he actually had a hernia. Oh wow! Talked about committing for your part there. Wow, that's it. Method acting. <laughs> we did try to tailor the the cameos to like the specific weird owls we had um, we had on each each spot. Like, so I lost on Jeopardy weird owl. That's the word burglar, and he's an awesome rapper from Toronto. And uh, we thought, like, of course he's going to be in I Lost on Jeopardy because he's Bristol's work. Right. So it's a perfect <laughs> Yeah. All the owls that we worked with in the video, I mean, they're all coming from, like, a crazy disparate, you know, background. Um, some of them are comedians, yeah, comedians musicians, musicians uh, just, like, fine artists. There's even there's even a our, our now award-winning Jason Liu. Yep. And he just he just won the um, Eisner Award, Eisner Award yeah. for wow. Afterlife. Yeah. Wow. yeah, what a talented guy. How cool. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was really just such a great coming together. But I mean that's kind of the story of our band as well, right? Um, a lot of robots, we don't really get along. Um, we each have our own experiences and things, but that's not to say that each robot isn't supremely talented. Um, and that's kind of what I think holds it together is there's so much to enjoy about how, uh, how awesome these bots are. In the music video, not only does Weird Al make a cameo, but he is the director of your music video. What kind of direction does Weird Al Yankovic give to robots? Yeah, so, uh, well, we did, of course, everything perfect the first time. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but RC, who was our de facto director, ended up giving direction to Weird Al Yankovic, which, you know what? It was a sight for optics, let me tell you. The <laughs> RC actually <laughs> give Weird Al direction. <laughs> this little video was very, very warming. Yeah, I mean, it's probably no surprise that Weird Al didn't actually direct the music video, um, and also he didn't he didn't put his name to it. He, he wanted to be Weird Al. And yes, so, I get it. I get it. We're weird. <laughs> We're a different kind of weird. <laughs> to be fair, Weird Al was incredibly generous. No, because yeah. Like, um, we came to him, we already had the idea fleshed out, but like our team uh, mentioned, it was the first thing that we shot. So we knew we had a great punchline at the end of our film, but we still had a film to make. <laughs> and so it was, you know, in a way, it was asking a lot of Al because he's going to be associated with this thing. That hasn't so, happened yet. Yeah, it hasn't happened at all. So yeah, it's very generous. Um, he took a real chance, and then, uh, and then, yeah, I think he was very pleased with it, which was, I mean, obviously that was the biggest compliment that we could ask for. 
and and yeah we were just we were so blown away when uh we met him and we we showed him like the storyboard and we talked about what we were doing and he just he walked in and he he did the the scene and we were like oh my god it's perfect like <laughs> he nailed it right off the top. <laughs> so for posterity we were like i guess we'll do a few more takes <laughs> <laughs> Spend some more time with Al. Right. <laughs> that was in Toronto on his Strings Attached tour, right? That is correct. Yes. It, it luckily worked out that uh, we were able to schedule it uh, the same day as his performance. And uh, so, yeah, we, we went into this whole process was quite, well, it was quite miraculous, really, because we didn't, we had a bunch of different ideas of how we could potentially work with Al. And so there was a lot of back and forth. Um, but of course, just the logistics of it uh, was the biggest hurdle. So having um, having Al actually come to Toronto uh, for his strings attached tour was perfect timing in the sense that at least uh, we could just kind of see what we could get right then and there. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, it's uh, you can't hear it, uh, but we this is probably the most nerve wracking part of the whole film was the fact that okay, so we've got some time with Weird Al before his strings attached show. However, his orchestra, the strings that are attached, they're warming up right, right on the other side of where we're shooting. <laughs> so there's, you know, 60 to 100 stringed instruments, and they're all tuning and warming up, and then they start performing. Um, and we're on the other side of a wall going, I really hope this doesn't get picked up in the mics because it's going to ruin this really important cameo. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we, we do a few takes and then uh uh our sound guy would would go okay cut stop they're playing indiana jones in the temple of doom <laughs> <laughs> and then we'd like reset and do it but uh i mean we had we had such a blast and i mean rc and i stuck around and we got to see the uh the performance that night too so it was it was one of those days that you know i don't think i'm gonna forget yeah. my memory it was amazing. Now, I was actually at that show. I did not see any Transformers in the audience. Were you guys backstage, or how did that work? No, we, we, no. we blend in really well. Yeah, okay. no, we were okay. there. Okay. I mean, there was a lot of people there. There were <laughs> That's true. It was a big place. Out. It was a big place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a really great show. He had, well, it he was, also yeah. had like, all of those Star Wars... He had a bunch of droids running around, like the five first was there. So you know what? We probably got mixed in with those. That's what I'm uh, thinking. That yeah, that makes sense. I did <laughs> yeah, I, I thought one of the um the stormtroopers looked a little off. They were all pink, so that, that makes sense. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't short. <laughs> How well do you guys get along with the Star Wars characters? Oh, hey, they're they've been great, like five oh first and a lot of things. We do um like we We've done a lot of conventions. That's sort of where we started picking up steam as a band. Um, and honestly, mm -hmm. I mean, it's such a great community of creative people coming together to just celebrate things they like. So, I mean, right off the bat, you just get into all sorts of amazing and weird scenarios. Um, I remember this one convention we were at, uh, we managed to unintentionally piss off a whole clan of Klingons and uh, <laughs> well, 
okay, we had just done we just done the show, and then these Klingons are all there. They've all been drinking, and they're like, we're gonna go out for drinks. We want to do karaoke with you guys. Yeah. And we were like, that sounds amazing. All right, let's do it. Um, but you know, it's it's tough being a musician because you know they still got to pack up all the equipment. You got to do all this, you know, care down and stuff. Of course, yeah. And so we didn't finish until pretty late. Anyways, we ended up standing up the Klingons. Like we 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 just couldn't help it, and we didn't have any of their contact info. So we couldn't reach out to them to be like, yo, this is, this is just not happening tonight. So, man, the uh, the amount of abuse we had, like, this was a tense diplomatic situation. <laughs> because the next, morning, the next morning, somehow they found us and they were waiting by our van when we were, like, getting ready to leave. They were out there waiting by our van, kind of, like, punching their fists. And we were like, oh, my God. Okay, we gotta go. We we gotta just jump in the van and get out of here. <laughs> now they they weren't real Klingons. They were people dressed up as Klingons. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't really tell. Like humanoids, kind of look, you know, fleshy things. Yeah, they got, you know, like, two arms, two legs. They were drinking like Klingons. Yeah, okay. they definitely drank like Klingons. Okay. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about what it was like. I mean, you, you told us a little bit about what it was like working with Weird Al, but how long was he there, you know, working with you? How long did he have to prepare for his little scene in your music video? So not, the window was pretty small. Um, uh, so yeah, it was, it was quite a process just whittling down our joke because uh, we had a bunch of different jokes that we could have, you know, wrapped up this film idea with. And uh, so even, I think, even the day of, uh, we had four or five different scenarios that, depending on what the conditions were like at the venue, <laughs> we would film. Like, that's the level of preparedness wow. that uh, we robots take with making art. You're, we were just like, take no chances. Right. Uh, so uh, I think it was like we were rolling, you know, from the moment we, from the moment I transformed, we were rolling. And uh, just because we weren't sure what kinds of interruptions is always very limited, especially being out on the road. And so just kind of being cognizant of that. Um, for, for Weird Al. He yeah, was touring. exactly. So. so he's touring. So I think when he came on set, he had literally just got out of the shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he in another room. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He wasn't showering in front of us. Oh, um, OK. OK. Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> Or maybe we should say he was. I mean, that's a weird thing that would be weird owlish, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. You, I mean, you guys are, are, are robots. It's, it's, you can shower in front of you. There's nothing weird there, right? Yeah, we just power down. It's yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had we we had a yeah a short window of time with him, um, but we were so prepared that it ended up feeling longer than we expected. Okay. Because we were like, oh. Oh wow! Like we did it. Like <laughs> yeah, cool. and the whole scene, the whole scene without Weird Al was shot before Weird Al arrived on set. So it was literally we needed Al for uh, one shot, and we had you know we had multiple cameras, we had everything ready. So we tried to make it as unobtrusive as possible because again, like it is not easy trying to um, trying to tour. Especially not with an orchestra and everything else. <laughs> right, so right. yeah, it was. It was. Uh, we were quite lucky in that respect. It was, yeah, sort of kismet that it all worked out. Um, and yeah. yeah, 
I mean, because we had even discussed uh, with Al the possibility of doing uh, just a remote shoot where he would film himself um, and then we could basically build our joke around uh, that sort of thing is we could we could afford to get a little bit more involved with him. Right. Um, but uh, we realized because there were going to be a bunch of other weird owls in the video, the best joke would really rely on the fact that he would literally be there and that it, there would be no trickery. It would be <laughs> right. Absolutely. <laughs> No mistaking. It's not a deep fake or look like you really wanted. <laughs> I mean, you're getting, out, yeah. yeah, I mean, you're getting pretty good with those deep fakes. I've got to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out, or those deep fakes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially with Transformers, depending on the website you go to, you can see some really interesting, you know, not real Transformer pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I had a question about your amazing Kickstarter. So I was a Kickstarter backer. Oh, thank you. Yes, I was so thrilled to get it. And, of course, you, you were hugely successful. You funded your first full-length album, the Transformers 1986 soundtrack, just a complete track-by-track -track cover of the entire album. I've backed a lot of Kickstarters, and you guys were very on point with the updates and getting us all the information. So that was really great. One thing I, I saw after the fact was that you guys had these clear pink cassette tapes. And I was wondering... Is that something that was limited or, or I, I just want to try and get one for my collection. I was wondering if you guys could share some information about that. Well, thank you. First of all, thank you so much for backing the project. It was um, it was amazing. I mean, we built that budget so lean um, because we really wanted to just put it out whatever way. And uh, so it was it was it was wonderful to see the support um, from fans of Transformers, the movie. And uh, so we really then it really did drive us to do the best we could and not have really uh, any excuses. And I, I mean, I'm really proud of how we ran that campaign. It was our first one, but Hey, just like with weird Al's uh, video, we were prepared and we, yeah. uh, we worked really kind of pride ourselves on that. Um, I mean, as, of, as so far as the, uh, <laughs> the cassette, <laughs> yes, we did have uh, some cassettes made for it. And uh, I guess right now we, we just haven't been shipping them out. We've been, during the pandemic, we really wanted to um, ease off on uh, taking up space in mail um, because there was lots of, you know, vital material uh, moving around on your planet, yeah. you know, supply lines. Of course, of course. So, <laughs> so we just felt that um, we just didn't want to get into uh, too much of that. And so uh, we, we also do pride ourselves on uh, the live experience, which is seeing our shows. And that's really what this band is all about, more so than recorded music, although that may change, um, in that it is the experience of coming to the show and hanging out with a bunch of bots and having this crazy night um, that really we feel is what, what we're about. And so a lot of our merchandise, we exclusively sell at shows for that reason. Ah, okay. We have a few, just a few cassettes left because I believe they were for uh, like a certain tier and up backers. Yes. And so we have a few like buffer cassettes left that we were planning on like bringing to our tour, like on tour with us. Yeah. And then having a few for sale each night. 
um, we still have those and we're going to hang on to them. Yeah. And so that when we tour again. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. there's definitely going to be an opportunity to get them. The other thing that we talked about is um, obviously looking at the length of what this pandemic is, has built itself into. Um, it looks like, you know, we, we, we're also discussing the possibility of, pro of making some of these items available without the live performance, just, you know, as a stopgap for for folks who want to continue to support the band, and uh, so yeah, it's it's all we're still fighting about this. That's really cool. I mean, you guys came up with these really cool record pressings. Yeah, yeah. I know Dave and I we we were super thrilled to pick those up. Those are very cool. Oh, thank oh, you. Thanks so much. Wow, that yeah, that was to enjoy the ride, and like we got to give them credit, like. They they made it look really cool. Like the vinyl itself looks so cool. Yeah. We did get to pick the color. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We, we, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and we also have like we have an exclusive variant for the tour when when that finally happens, which ah, is kind of awesome. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. But, it's a very limited. But it's record. very limited. It's like maybe fifty, 50 records. Yeah. Um, but you know what, that that was another really wildly successful thing, like Enjoy the Ride approached us to do it, um, and we just didn't want to build that into the Kickstarter, because uh, it was just crossing too many streams in terms of licensing and whatnot, uh, so we knew we had to hold off um, until after the Kickstarter had wrapped, mm -hmm. uh, which was such a horror to try, you know, not to spoil the surprise for vinyl fans You're who right. were supporting right. the Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but it was also, yeah, being our first campaign, it was just one of those, okay, now we're truly getting overwhelmed with this response and trying to sort it through <laughs> it. It was uh, hilarious. Um, but uh, yeah, Enjoy the Ride was great. And, and with that uh, selling out, I know they're eager to work with us again on another record, which is very exciting. Very cool. Um, so yeah, we're oh, definitely cool. looking forward to another presence. And as another stopgap, I understand you guys on December 11th, you're going to be putting on a virtual concert can you tell us a little bit about that absolutely this is going to be our performance of 2020 we haven't <laughs> performed since 2019 wow and uh just i think we postponed the dates that we had for our first north american tour uh two weeks before i think it was locked down no, here in the Canada. official lockdown yeah yeah mm. and so it was really like you know, we were hearing a lot about what was going on in the states, and I think you guys had uh, hot spots popping up first. On the before, west coast, yeah, on the yeah west coast. like uh, we had some friends over there too, telling us what was happening. Yeah, so it was one of those. Uh oh, uh oh, is, is this going to be a thing? And then all of a sudden, it's like, yep, all bets are off. Wow. So um, yeah, it was quite uh, it, it was quite an upheaval for all of us because I think we had we'd all worked very hard to kind of put this together, building off the momentum of the Kickstarter from uh, 2019. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, it was, uh, it was a thing, but, but we realized, uh, you know, what we thought maybe perhaps this would have been brought to heel by December, because you know what, we're all optimist primes here. We're not a bunch of Negatron. They're so like, they're funny. They got cool music. They can figure this out. Yeah. But you know what? They didn't. It's fine. It's tough. That's where we're at. Yeah. Hey, just roll with it. So we were just like, it's not happening. We want to make sure that, I mean, we don't want to do a show where everybody's obviously more concerned about their health or other being close to other people or all that other stuff, we were like, no, it's 
come on, we're going to party like it's 1986. None of that should matter. <laughs> so I think we can wait until until we can actually do it right. And uh, that's what we prefer. It's like, let's start this tour on the right foot and make it so that everybody can enjoy it and, and just have a night off. And man, is that going to be a thing once, you know, uh, this pandemic has been brought to heel? Because I feel like a lot of people are going to want to go out and celebrate a lot. Yes. Um, but, but in the meantime, in the meantime, we have this, uh, we do have this live stream that, I mean, we are so excited about it because we get to play and, and that's like why we came to earth. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've kind of lost our way, you know, yeah. like, why are we here? But, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's going to be so much fun. And I mean, people now are sort of in the groove of enjoying things from home. So I think like everyone will be, you know, ready to party with us virtually. And it's going to be so much fun. Yeah, we're going to have a great time. It's, this live stream is to make up for all the suckiness of 2020. <laughs> yeah. And we can't do it. Obviously, it's impossible. Yeah. But our goal, our mission is to make it less sucky. Yeah. And I can guarantee it'll make 2020 at least a little bit less sucky. Yeah. So yeah, it's really awesome. We're partnering with um, Jim Beam, which, hey, we enjoy alcohol a lot. And it's something you enjoy alcohol at, at, at home as well. So we're thinking there's a, a great sort of synergy with that. Wow, and cool. then we're, we're also partnering for a good cause. This live stream is to help raise money for uh, the Princess Margaret Foundation, which is a cancer research organization that, and a hospital, and a hospital here, here, in, here Toronto. in Toronto. So it's for a good cause as well. It gets us out of the shuttle. We can <laughs> blow off a little steam <laughs> and fight it out on stage, which is always good to do. So I think it's just a win-win-win thing. And yep. uh, yeah, we're super excited to uh, put something together for December 11th. Now we got to know... What are the odds that we will get to hear Dare to be Stupid on this live stream? We'd be stupid not to yeah. play it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got I got to be real with you. That's the that's the last song we played a lot because like a lot together because we shot that in November like Oh right. Yeah, end, yeah, yeah. We shot at the end of November 2019 that's and the least rusty It's of the our least song. rusty. So <laughs> we so we played it for like eight hours. Eight, eight, yeah, eight it was hours. eight hours straight <laughs> yeah. for that film shoot. Yeah. Wow. So we, we should do with that. Yeah, that one, that's easy. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Have you ever done another Weird Al cover? Uh, you know, we've talked about it because, I mean, that's the thing about what we kind of built our show around is, you know, we started with Transformers the movie, but we really knew as soon as we did it, that really it's about kind of connecting to a larger sort of platform and a larger audience through way of shared sort of nerdy fascination. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I mean, you guys probably know this. If you enjoy music at all, the biggest nerds on earth are musicians. Like, let's yeah. be honest here. <laughs> all classic rock. There's, there's a plethora of bands who have molded themselves around the fantastic and the weird and uh, we are really about celebrating that. So I think Transformers was the starting point, um, but it's all about kind of connecting it to themes or imagery that's important to us and to kind of showcase that into in 
or show it in a new light or connect it to a community that we think would appreciate it. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was literally our second show where we're like, cool, what's next? And <laughs> we started adding, you know, One Punch Man. We're doing anime theme songs. We're doing other cartoon shows. And then really it was like about time for the immigrant song because thematically it was appropriate. Yeah. And I mean, that's, it's sort of like we continue to provide a mixtape for nerds, I guess. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of like where we like to sit in so far as how we choose what songs to do next. And not to say that Al uh, doesn't, wouldn't resonate in that, in that scenario, but it's also one of those things where it's like, man, what's, what's better to play than Dare to Be Stupid from Al's catalog? It's such a good song. I mean, to be, to be fair, like, and we're not adding this to our set because we're just not, but we, we love, Hot Rod and I love singing First, First Row Problems. Problems. Yeah, okay. That's really <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's applicable. No, it is. That's we why. We fun singing it. Yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's an amazing song. And it's one of his, like, it's in the vein of Dare to be Stupid, where it's, like, one of his original songs, even though it's, like, I guess in the in the vein of the Pixies. Right. Yeah. Um, right. I love it. I yeah. Love it. And that's, I think that's, that's kind of where we really find the genius of Al is in not only just parodying someone else's uh, song, but being able to write original songs in <clears throat> someone else's style. Yeah. Um, which dare to be stupid, right? The Devo right there, which Devo is another real important <laughs> band for us, um, which I'm sure there's, we're going to have a cover in there sometime. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. I was going to ask you, in any of your travels, have you ever been to the planet of Junkion and run across a Transformer Autobot called Rekgar? Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah, no, Rekgar is amazing. And, you know, we talked about one of the ideas we were, obviously this was pie in the sky, but we talked about getting a Rekgar costume built for Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> wow. Because that really, if you think about it, that would have been the ultimate sort of Yeah, like where he, cameo. Lifts, he lifts the head off. Right. And, and then you're like, oh my God, oh it's my Weird God. Al. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that was one of the jokes that we had, but just, uh, yeah. You couldn't do that to him though. That was it. As we, again, it was like, there's so many owls. It really, it's just funnier to have Al at the end and yeah so logistically it is, there was a lot of hurdles and I think I mean I think it would have been great but that also leaves the possibility of a sequel yes open doesn't yes it? Oh. <laughs> so weird Al Yankovic if you're listening just give us your measurements man yeah. <laughs> now you mentioned you're calling from Canada I know you know once you came to earth you did sort of end up in Canada at one point and I wanted to point out a couple. My bad. <laughs> wanted to point out a couple of things I noticed in the music video for "Dare to Be Stupid." It goes really quick, so anyone watching, you have to pause it. But when the word crimes parody comes up with the hashtag Canadian idiot, there's some really great in jokes for Canadians on there. And I noticed that you actually added a word 
to Dare to be Stupid. And when Al typically just says, I can't hear you, Hot Rod, you sing, sorry, <laughs> I can't hear you. And I thought that was a great Canadian touch to add. Oh, thanks. Yeah, Thank it you. was, honestly, we love making fun of Canadians as much as Americans. And I think that, <laughs> yeah, it was just our way of going, like, you know, putting our little spin on it. Because, yeah, we happen to reside here in Canada. It's weird because we're really an American band, just happen to live in Canada. Right. Um, it was my it was my fault. I I just dipped the shove, shuttle in a little early, and you know I I got excited. It's fine, but uh, but we're almost in Detroit, so you know next time. Next time. Yeah, I'm, it was the the Canadian idiot and word crime thing. I was really insistent on putting that in because the sorry moment of our of our song. Yeah. Always makes me laugh. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great because, like, we'll play in America and we'll be like, you know, oh, hey, you know, your planet is billions upon billions of kilometers away, and the audience starts laughing at you. <laughs> kilometers, <laughs> kilometers, right? I mean, that's kind of like these little anachronistic Earth things are kind of what I don't know. I just I find them hilarious and amusing, right? And I mean. I mean, we've, we've picked up, we've picked up the inflections of Canadians. So we do say sorry a lot. And I mean, we traveled a lot in the U S last year and uh, we just love how, how entertained Americans are when they hear us say sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, can you say it again? Can you say it again? Yeah. I, say, I, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. I really get that. <laughs> I have this problem where when we're in America, I I just I unintentionally uh, the the my servos loosen a bit, you get a little bit more uh, like A's instead of O's and about and just a little bit more of a draw kind of creeps in there. He tries to blow me. I, I I don't I'm not trying. It's I hate I hate that it happens, but it's totally just like it, it's obvious malware. I can't purge it. It just happens. Rumble, Rumble hits the reset button, but it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so for your album cover, you had a poster designed by Tim Doyle of Nakatomi, and he also did some Weird Al concert posters for the Strings Attached Tour, the VIP. So what was it like working with Tim? Uh, well, Tim, Tim's a great guy. Uh, he's one of our very first supporters. Um, he just really loved what the band was about and what we were doing. And so he made, he made us a poster uh, in 2014 when, yes. we, when we still stuck. We first started and <laughs> yeah. Tim was, like, he was like right on board and he was like, oh, can I make a poster for you guys? And we're like, sure. We, you know, we thought of, you know, some of the bands on earth that we really admire. And we were like, hey, why not? Why not a, a Guns N' Roses shirt? And so he did an instrument of destruction <laughs> in the style of Guns N' Roses, um, which was an amazing exclusive T-shirt that we did oh, and poster, limited poster. Yeah. So when we when we did our Kickstarter and you know we wanted to offer some really cool stuff, we're like, who does cool posters? Well, Tim. Tim. So yeah. We, we, I mean, we had seen some of his uh, like he's done another Transformers poster that was just like beautiful oh it's the change into a truck well no change into a oh. truck but also one with like megatron oh and... true yeah yeah yeah, yeah. a lot of that it was beautiful yeah no so. tim's art was great and 
the fact that he was already working with Al on the posters and working with a bunch of other artists who were paying homage for the Strings Attached tour, yeah. it just felt like such a wonderful Easter egg within an Easter egg within an Easter egg. And yeah. again, like that's what our band is all about. <laughs> and so the last year, last year we had the opportunity to meet him for the first time. Oh, true. Yeah. And, we uh, and uh, we visited his, like his print shop and wow. he gifted us he gifted us the Weird Al poster that actually appears in the video because it hangs up in our headquarters here. Wow. So, yeah. That's so awesome. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's it was pretty cool. cool. <laughs> this has been such a blast getting to chat with both of you, Hot Rod and RC. We love your music. We love the Cybertronic Spree. And we really urge everyone to check out your live stream concert coming up on December 11th. And we're sure you've, you've already confirmed it, that we will hear dare to be stupid on that one. And if for some reason that one of our listeners has not yet watched the dare to be stupid music video you put out, they need to get on that because it's incredible. And it's a must watch for any fan of transformers or weird Al or just pop culture in general. Well, thanks so much for having us on. It's been a blast chatting with you guys. And uh, yeah, uh, we're looking forward to virtually seeing people on December 11th and more so in 2021 when we can rock out in style. And also thank you for doing the good work of, uh, you know, uh, getting the word of Al out there. Thanks so much to Hot Rod and RC for joining us. That was so much fun. I can't believe we got to talk to real Transformers. I can't believe we got to talk to somebody from the planet Cybertron. It's so awesome. Thank you so much to you bots for joining us. And we can check them out on their website, thecybertronicspree.com slash thecybertronicspree on Facebook and YouTube, Cybertronic Band on Instagram and Twitter, and be sure to check out thecybertronicspree.bandcamp.com to purchase their awesome music. And this is so cool because now I have plans for December 11th. I'm so going to tune into their live stream concert. For information and tickets, you can check out livefrominside.ca. Dave, we should totally have a watching party for this. I think you read my mind because I was just about to say the same thing. Yeah, so what we'll do, we'll, we'll figure it out closer to the date, but we'll invite all of our listeners to hang out and we'll, you know, obviously we'll all pay for our, our own tickets and we're going to watch the concert in another window or, you know, another monitor device. And then we will have a Zoom conference just going so we can all chat and hang out. So stay tuned. We'll have more information closer to December 11th. Awesome. I'm so excited to get to see the Cybertronic Spree in concert. This week's episode is brought to you in part by Discover Darwin, promoting tourism in Darwin, Minnesota. Not only is historic Darwin, Minnesota, uh, beautiful, it's also, uh, municipal. Yes, Darwin, Minnesota is home to Darwin Municipal Liquor Store. You know they're good because, according to Facebook, they are five out of five stars, based on the opinion of one person. Also, you can tell that they care about their customers most of all, even more than accurately spelling words on their online descriptions. Yes, they are too busy for grammar. Obviously not fans of Weird Al's word crimes. They are too busy for proper grammar because they're keeping customers like Misty Rose happy, who, on December 25th, 2018, took time away from celebrating the Lord's Day with her family to write on their Facebook page, Great place, always friendly, great sales, and convenient location. 
So visit Darwin, Minnesota on your next expedition. Discover Darwin more than just the twine ball. And after you visit Darwin, be sure to visit their website, discoverdarwin.biz. Each week, we can bring you this podcast absolutely free thanks to sponsors like Burrito Burrito, Angel Valenzuela, and his son David Cash, Discover Darwin, Jackson Scoggins, and our amazing Patreon supporters like Vicky, Blair, and so many more. Revenue from our incredible supporters over on Patreon.com slash 2000inch is how we can afford to continue doing what we love, which is making fantastically fun, funny, and family-friendly Weird Al podcasts for you each and every week. We'd absolutely appreciate your consideration in joining our pretty stinking majestic Patreon family for as little as $1 per month. Another way to support the podcast is to pick up and wear merchandise from the official Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al Podcast merchandise shop. Head over to shop.2000inch.com for t-shirts, tote bags, mugs, face masks, and more. Find us online at weirdalpodcast.com or 2000inch.com and please join our Facebook group by heading on over to group.2000inch.com for episode discussions and other exclusive content. Don't forget to tag fun, weird al, or podcast-related posts on social media using hashtag 2000inch and hashtag gill and chill. And follow us at 2000inch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Make sure to share our posts, tell your friends about the podcast, and we love it when you leave us voicemail via our 27-hour-a-day podcast hotline, 347 Spatula. You might even hear your message on the air. The 347 Spatula Hotline, the official hotline of Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, is sponsored by Angel Valenzuela and David Cash, two amazing Weird Al fans and podcast supporters. You already know where to find us, but do yourselves a favor and head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, or the podcast app of your choice and hit the subscribe button to ensure that you don't miss new episodes. New episodes drop every Wednesday. Don't forget, you can easily listen to every episode and check out our past guests on 2000inch.com or weirdalpodcast.com. Plus, now you can appreciate our intern Frank's hard work by also heading to youtube.2000inch.com as yet another way to catch back episodes. Thanks again to this week's guests, Hot Rod and RC from the Cybertronic Spree. And thanks to all of our listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters, and sponsors, and everyone who made this episode and podcast possible. I've got an idea. Let's play Jeopardy! Good idea. I'll take Transformers for $27. Answer. The voice actor who portrayed Rekgar in episode 20 of the Transformers animated cartoon. Who is Mitsuo Awata? Correct. He's the Japanese voice actor who portrayed Rekgar in the episode Garbage In, Garbage Out. That was Dave and Ethan's 2008 Weird Al Podcast. Episode 80 Inch. The podcast where Portugal the Man agreed that Atlantic Records sucks. Thank you for doing the good work of getting the word of Al out there. <laughs> it's really appreciated. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>